Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. And today, we will be talking about ways to manage your thoughts and words to empower you. Did you know that the average person has about 6,200 thoughts per day, yet we can be consumed by certain ones that translate into our lives? You know, these thoughts evoke emotions And it can cause us to remain fixated on them, whether it's good or bad. You know, they're so powerful that they dictate where we focus our energy to. So our thoughts include any and everything, really, from our hopes and dreams to the things we fear to what am I going to eat for lunch? So we have so much things going on in our mind that can cause us to bounce from one thing to another. And this actually happens pretty quickly. You know, a song might trigger a memory of great times that you had with a great friend that uplifts you and your perspective is, is just so much more brightened now. But it's it could also trigger uh, certain bad experiences of maybe you fell off a bike and it reminds you of that moment uh, each time you see somebody riding a bike. You know, the thoughts could also be of great ideas that build a cohesive community uh, that makes everyone stronger or thoughts of self-doubt that keep you stuck in place. And as we have these thoughts, they ultimately affect who we are. And because these thoughts impact the way you feel, it's going to influence what you choose to focus your time on. So the more you spend on certain thoughts is what you'll get closer to. It's, really where you put more of your energy to. Uh, So I don't know if you've ever noticed, the more you think about a certain thing, the more you tend to notice, uh, you tend to notice it a lot more around you. So say you got a new white Toyota Camry. It's more than likely going to make you feel good. And then as you start to drive around town, it's going to start to become a lot more obvious to spot out other white Toyota Camrys. And then you might start to ask yourself, Hey, where'd all these white Toyotas Camry come from, right? When in actuality, they've always been around you. It's just that you've become more aware of them and it comes from your window focus has been narrowed down to what you've actually been thinking about. So you either unknowingly or knowingly will search out the, the things that are occupying your attention. You know, studies have actually shown that your thoughts impact you subconsciously it's almost like a planting a seed into your mind that can eventually make the thoughts grow and since we know that thoughts affect our mood if you look at the the study titled how self-generated thought shapes mood the relationship between mind wandering and mood depends on socio-temporal contents of the thoughts so this study has shown that thinking about the past even if it was positive is associated with lower mood compared to thinking about the present. I found this really interesting and and the more I thought about it, it actually does make sense because even when you think about a good memory, each day you're further removed from that feeling and there might be a want to get back to those days and each day goes by, you're further and further removed from that good time. But when you think about the present, it, it does invoke a certain amount 
of hope and joy of what could be, you know, that really excites us of when we're in the moment. We're thinking of all these different possibilities. Uh, generally, they're, you know, in, in a positive frame of mind that makes us look forward, uh, look towards what's yet to come. And generally, many of our thoughts are based on the beliefs that we carry with us. So we actually seek out evidence to reinforce our beliefs, and that's what helps us stand f firm. So if you're constantly thinking about bad things will happen to you, then you will actually be searching for that confirmation and will act to make it happen. And, and these thoughts of fear can trigger stress and anxiety that weigh you down emotionally, that produces stress hormones that affect you negatively physically, you know, so it can make you tired, lethargic, uh, unmotivated, just not wanting to do very much. But it also works the same way if you're constantly thinking about great things that are yet to come for you. So you'll constantly be searching for opportunities. And this can help explain why people who are resilient are able to overcome setbacks and be and be better for it. They find a way to focus their thoughts on overcoming whatever it is that they're going through. And these things can spark momentum that that enable our actions to, you know, overcome whatever it is, uh, whatever the challenges you are facing. So whatever it is you're searching for to affirm your beliefs, you will eventually find. So it's almost like you're thinking your way to those thoughts. You're, yeah, you're basically manifesting them. And to help manage our thoughts, we, we must first understand the thoughts that we have. And, and that's going to help us better understand ourselves. So many of the experiences that you go through eventually become a memory that affects, you know, the thoughts you have going forward. And the more that a memory resonates with you, the more certain thoughts occur. And many experiences that you have are constantly being compared to previous ones you had. So there's a tendency to engage in, in what is familiar. So whether it's good or bad. So if, if many of your experiences are a disappointment, you're more than likely going to have negative thoughts such as you might say, oh, this never works out for me or I'm co constantly coming up short or uh, I'm not good enough, right? Uh, so you associate these things from what you've been through and anticipate that same type of result. You know, I've actually done this uh, before with the dentist, you know, I've had uh, quite a few unpleasant experiences and I just began to associate going there with pain, you know, so even simple things as, as uh, getting uh, dental cleanings uh, was painful for me. But, you know, eventually what I found out is if I maintain my oral health then going there is not going to be as painful. It's really going to aid uh, my, my overall oral health, right? And the same works the opposite way, 
where if things generally work out for you, you're likely to have positive thoughts where you might say, I'll find a way to make it work, or I come out on the other side a lot better for it. You know, and I actually found myself thinking optimistically each time I would go for a workout, whether it was running, lifting weights, doing calisthenics, or, or, or just playing sports in general. And what I found why I was optimistic is because I would either make progress or, or reach the goals I set for myself. And my thinking was, was always that this is an opportunity for me to get stronger and better. So your past will influence how you feel, but your past is not a predictor of your future. So simply because it happened before doesn't mean it will happen again, only if you continue to do the same thing over and over again. So how you feel is not going to determine your outcome, but it is going to affect your behaviors, and your behaviors determine your future. So because of this, there is a tendency when you feel good, you tend to do good. But when you feel bad, you tend to do bad. It's almost like a wave of momentum, right? You catch a little bit of it and it's going to carry you in that direction. And your thoughts affect how you feel and how you feel affects how you behave. So if you exhibit the same behaviors of what you did in the past, you will tend to get the same results going forward unaware of your thoughts and your behaviors and you will continue to repeat what you've always known so it makes it feel like the past is a predictor of your future and in this sense it kind of is but it, it's all based on your behaviors so understanding this will help you mold your future into what you want and once you become more aware of your thoughts you can begin to recognize your thought patterns to see what thoughts help you and which ones hurt you. So generally, much of our thinking operates in a series of patterns. So we'll start off with a thought that is triggered, that causes a repeated cycle of that of that thinking. I don't know if you've ever, ever noticed when, uh, when you're just in, in that thought, you know, just thinking it in your mind, you'll just continuously be going around almost in circles. And once you fall into that cycle, it can be difficult to get out of it. And the more you're into it, the more it consumes your energy. And the more, you know, you put your energy to whatever it is, the more you get closer to it. So the thoughts that hurt you, to prevent it from going into that pattern, understand what triggers them and question why it does that. Find out why it affects you in a certain way. I know for me, mistakes can trigger the thoughts of, I shouldn't have done that. That leads me to become frustrated with myself. And then as I really start to think through why this triggers me, I think this has come from my past where people would call out mistakes. Uh, and then this would make me feel inferior. But then as I started to question it, what I realized is no one can make me feel inferior unless I give them permission to. I am below no one, so why should I care what people think? And this actually helped me move past the mistakes I make, and it really helped me to see it in a different way. And now I see mistakes as things that need to be handled calmly, so my mind isn't racing, 
and and then I realize it's not really an opportunity uh, for me to grow from it. And the more you understand your thoughts and your thought patterns, the better you can manage it to find ways to overcome it. Simply suppressing these destructive thoughts may just delay the festering you might go through. So lay it all out there and examine it. And it can be uncomfortable at times, but you'll be better for it. You'll realize you'll get out of your own way. So to start shaping the thoughts that you want, evaluate what you want and why you want it. You got to know what you need to do to get it and the sacrifices you need to make for it. This can help you provide your own destination and a roadmap for getting there. When you have reasons for doing something, it fuels your fire on how to attain it, even if you don't know uh, how exactly to do it. Without knowing this, you'll be swimming in your own thoughts, falling into the same patterns as before. So say you want to own your own restaurant and your reasons for wanting to own it is because you have a passion for cooking, making others feel happy and doing it your own way. And in order to make that happen, you got to serve food that that people really enjoy and have some sort of funding to get started. So the 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 sacrifices that come along with it are cutting out certain expenses so you can save up enough money and and you're going to, you know, sacrifice uh, that free time outside of the restaurant as you build a business. So knowing these specifics, it becomes a lot clearer what thoughts you should foster to grow them. And some of these thoughts include uh, being wise with your money, ensuring you provide customers with a satisfying meal, and running a, a restaurant efficiently. So as you start to mold the thoughts you want to have, write down these ideal thoughts uh, that evoke emotions uh, into you, which will help ingrain them into your memory. So when you write it out, it actually helps you physically see what you actually want to think about. And it also encodes in your long-term memory. And what is great about writing it down is it actually slows down your thinking to transfer your thoughts and make them into reality. That's eventually going to affect your behaviors. It's almost like a, you know, a, a dress rehearsal for a wedding, uh, doing a dry run, makes things vivid and real. It allows you to see what what spots you need to go to to make it work for the day of the wedding, right? You know, okay, this, this is where um, I stand. This is what I do next. And writing out your thoughts that you want to have will help you get to the spots of where your thinking should go. And when you find yourself veering off from, from your ideal thoughts uh, that you want to have, Look back at what you wrote down. It's It acts almost like a cheat sheet, right? Gets you back on course. And once you identify what thoughts you want to have, evaluate what you're consuming because that will affect your thoughts. Look to make sure that what you're consuming is aligning with those ideal thoughts because if they're not aligned together, they're going to be counterproductive to what you're striving for. Just think about it. How can I effectively run if I eat four donuts just before I go out on my morning run, uh, the results are it's going to slow me down and work against what I'm trying to trying to do, which is get fit. So read or watch things that are going to reinforce what you're striving for. The more of what you consume is the more of what you become. One of the biggest things that you can do to ingrain these thoughts that you want is to say it out loud. Saying things out loud is 10 times more powerful than if someone thinks it. 
and negativity is a multiple of four to seven times more powerful than positive thinking. So if you say something negative out loud, it impacts you by 40 to 70 times more powerfully. Because we're hardwired to pay attention to to what is negative so we can know what to avoid, we do tend to engage in it. So when you say negative things out loud, you're ultimately making what you don't want happen to actually happen. While you do not have to think positively to get good results, it is highly recommended that you stop saying negative things out loud. And yes, there will be times when you have negative thoughts, uh, such as beating yourself up after failing to reach uh, a certain goal that you set for yourself, but avoid saying what you're thinking. Don't feel defeated if that negative thinking just comes about, but just remember, do not say it out loud. Aim to reduce fighting against yourself. There are already so many obstacles you already have to face, so reduce it by not getting in your own way. So just be aware of the words you say because they are powerful, that they eventually become your actions and will develop into your habits. Take that power away from negativity and use it to your advantage. Essentially, it is addition by subtraction. So while you might not be able to control your environment and the negativity that comes with it, you can control what you say out loud. You are responsible for the words you choose to use and what you choose to speak about comes into existence. And if your environment is so negative that it's affecting you, Find a way to change it somehow or possibly get out of it. You know, this is something I had to do myself leaving my work environment uh, because it was just so constantly negative that it was affecting me, who I was, and it was deteriorating my thoughts. And it just made it so difficult to be myself. It was affecting me to the point where I was starting to give in to, to that environment. But I did recognize this and I knew I needed to make a drastic change. Uh, if not, my thinking and my overall well-being just could not function in an environment like that. I I was just ultimately going to be consumed by it. So I would just say things out loud of what I was going to do, of being committed to myself, to grow as a person and to fuel my growth. That I can serve others and provide value and eventually that's what I'm doing. And actually, when I would speak this out loud, it would just further reinforce these thoughts, the beliefs that I had, and I eventually, you know, left that environment. So consciously be slow to say things out loud, especially when things get hard or you don't get an outcome that, that you wanted. That's where, when we usually react when things go bad. So even simple phrases such as, here we go again, you know, can have an impact on you because now you're going back to what happened in the past to predict what's about to happen now. So say things of great significance that will serve you out loud as it reinforces what you're thinking. It helps motivate you and gain more confidence in yourself. You invoke emotion into these thoughts that you have and you you bring them to life. And as you say these significant things out loud, it becomes more comprehensible because it forces you to concentrate on your speaking. That slows down your thought process as opposed to just thinking it silently. That can cause you to jump from one thought to another a lot quicker. You're bouncing off the wall with different uh, ideas. And this can be especially useful in solving problems because it helps you break it down into simple forms. 
you know, if you look at the study by Dr. Christopher Atkin, found that participants who work through complex problems out loud compared to those solving them silently reduce mistakes by 78%. And it makes sense because you're slowing down that thinking and making it real and just making it into its most basic forms. So as you say these things out loud, have your behaviors follow it because it will propel you into making things happen. Your language is your destination of where you're going and your behaviors are the actions you take to get you there. So aligning the two allows your skills and conviction to catch up to what you want. This can help move past the feelings of doubt to allow you to reach great things. It's natural for that negative self-talk to come about and it can be really difficult to speak positively about difficult situations that you might be going through. And in these times that you feel like this, just try to take a step back and just present the facts of what's going on. And this can help reduce the emotional connection that you're feeling to the situation you're in. So you can state the problem, the options you have, and figure out what is the best solution for what you're going through. Uh, avoid saying those negative things out loud that you might be feeling. That way you don't give it life. This can help manage your emotions so you can focus on doing your behaviors well that will help you excel at whatever it is you're doing. You know, if you look at people in high pressure situations that have successfully navigated what they're going through, many of them experience nervousness and self-doubt, but they find a way to stay composed so those emotions do not overtake their concentration. And actually, really take the time to think what does negativity really give you? It actually just takes away. It chips away at who you are, what you're capable of. So why is there really even a need to engage in it? You know, even in times where it seems like venting to relieve some of the pressure might be helpful. If you're going to do that, aim to make it at least objective and constructive. Uh, looking to find blame or find excuses of what went wrong only takes away power away from you. And eventually what you want to do is just empower yourself. So when you give up that power that you have, the only thing left is to complain about the situation you're going through because it, it comforts you knowing that you're not responsible for the outcome. Even the words of others can affect you and your thinking. So whatever you hear the most often, there's a chance it's going to influence you in some way. So be aware of the people around you and how their words are contributing to you or if they're eroding parts of you. Evaluate if your surroundings are building you up or tearing you down. And yes, it can be difficult to change, but the early on you recognize what is hurting you, taking action to correct it becomes a lot less difficult than if you wait for those bad habits to actually set in, where... Once they sit in, you can no longer see it from a distance and, and, and realize the damage that's, that's causing you. Some simple things that might be helpful when you're having these negative thoughts uh, to help minimize them or at least uh, not say them out loud. Use phrases like, the things within my control are, you know, whatever that you can control or... How can I effectively move forward past this? Or it might be, what do I gain by giving into these 
these uh, destructive thoughts. And this helps you, you know, just become a little bit more even keel. You still might be emotional, but at least it, it helps reduce that volatility that, that you might be experiencing. So having these ready-to-go phrases can help you speak the thoughts you ideally want to come about. And as you start to incorporate some of these practices, just remain vigilant as they're going to take time. And yes, you might fall every now and then, but just catch yourself. Be aware of it. Don't beat yourself up unnecessarily for it. The beginning is always a difficult part, but once you get to the point of being committed to it, they eventually become habits. And old habits can be hard to break, so strive to set yourself up to live empowered through your thoughts and the words that you speak. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're interested in more about managing your thoughts, check out thrivingminds.live. All right, until next time.